Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. That is the will of God that we overcome or that we're victorious over, that we win every uh, thing that we're dealing with, every problem, every issue, every conflict, that we not be overwhelmed, overcome, but that we overcome. And one of the keys is that you uh, get in faith, you stay in faith, and faith is positive. Faith is not uh, talking about, you know, it, it, there's no way it, it can't happen. Faith even when you don't know how it could possibly happen, faith says, the Lord knows, and He's with me, and He's never let me down, and He never will. And so with His help, we will overcome this. With His help, when the dust clears, we'll be standing here with the victory. Hallelujah. Somebody say, with His help, we will overcome. Hallelujah. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, and come on into the classroom, and let's release faith together today to get answers direct from Him. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance and the anointing, for the work of your Holy Spirit, uh, who, who can teach only as He can. Uh, bringing to our remembrance and guiding and leading us into all the truth and even showing us things to come. Uh, we, we thank you for that. We reach out and lay hold of that. And we purpose not to be forgetful hearers, but doers. Those who uh, receive it, hold on to it, keep it, remember it, and do it. Because those are the ones who will experience miracles when you watch over your word and perform it in our lives. We thank you for it. We say, Lord, get glory to yourself in all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you would turn in our great textbook today, again, the scripture we've been looking at, 1 John, the fifth chapter, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 1, uh, we began uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, talking about faith that overcomes. And this is, these are the texts that that uh, thought is based on. Verse 1, 1 John 5, 1 says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That's how you are born again, are born from above, is you, from your heart, believe that Jesus is the um, begotten Son of God, born of a virgin, uh, died on the cross, raised from the dead, literally, physically. He's alive right now today. Uh, believe in Him and receive Him and confess Him as your Lord. When you do that, uh, 
something amazing happens, something eternal happens. Your spirit is remade, not healed, not restored, recreated. You become a new creation on the inside. Old things are passed away. It's not the old fixed or healed. It's new, new creation. And um, when, you, when that happens, uh, the, not the man on the outside, not, not, not just your, your thinking and your mind or your body, but your spirit, the inner man. And you are born of God. Now verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Now that shouldn't be a shock to us because whatever God does is going to be preeminent over everything else. It's going to be, uh, you know, God doesn't create failures. God doesn't create things that are inferior. And you and I and everybody that has been born of Him, we were not born to be conquered. We were not born to fail. We were born to overcome. We are uh, conquerors and more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Said out loud, I'm born of God. I'm, born of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm, an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. Now, you won't always look that way. <laughs> you won't always feel that way. And that's where faith comes in. If the Lord says that's what you are, you must agree with Him. Regardless of what you feel like or look like or what it seems like, agree with Him. In fact, that's what one of the definitions of confession uh, it, it literally means to say the same thing. Whatever the Lord says about you, you don't want to disagree with Him because He's right. How many would agree God is, is right? <laughs> and if it doesn't look like what He said is true, then uh, the way you're looking at it is wrong <laughs> uh, because He's right every time. And He said, you're an overcomer. Hallelujah. If you're born of Him, He said, you're an overcomer. You are a victorious one. You are a winner. And if you're in the middle of something and it doesn't look like you're winning, well, it just doesn't look like it. That doesn't mean that's how it is or doesn't feel like it. He said, you're an overcomer. So what do you say? Ah, that's the right answer. You, I'm an overcomer. Come on, everybody. I'm listening. I'm looking at you through the camera now. Everybody say it. I'm an overcomer. I'm born of God. And I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. Say it again. I'm born of God. And I'm an overcomer. Isn't that what he said? He said, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Then he says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. This is how that uh, the overcoming is accomplished. Even our faith, our faith, your faith, my faith. How do I overcome in my life? My faith. You overcome in your life, not by my faith, but by your faith. Uh, your faith, my faith, is the victory that overcomes the world. He goes on to say in the next verse, he says, who is he 
that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Believing that is not optional. People, sometimes people say, well, you know, I, uh, we all have our, our different beliefs and, and, you know, we're all children of the same God and, and we're all going to the same place. That is absolutely not true. That is not true. Uh, the Bible taught Jesus called some of the most religious people of his day, the leaders of the synagogue, scribes and Pharisees. He said, you are of your father, the devil. Uh, well, uh, they're, they're, everybody's not in the family of God. You must be born again. You must be born from above. And how is that accomplished? You must believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. If you don't believe that, you're not saved. And if you're not saved, when you die, you won't go to heaven. Everybody's not going to heaven when they die. And people say, well, I, you know, you believe what you want to believe, and I believe what I want to believe. I've got a right to my beliefs. Not if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian, we have a book. It tells us what to believe. We're not to just make up our own goofy ideas and say, well, that's what I, 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 that's what I believe. You can believe anything you want to believe. But many people believe lies. And no matter how strongly you be, believe a lie, it won't make it true. And the sad thing is that many will be drawing their last breath when they realize they believed lies their whole life. And when they slip out of their body and they leave this life and they come to the realization there is a God, there is a heaven, there is a hell, there is eternity past this life, and there's only one Savior. Jesus, and they rejected him, it's one of the saddest things you could ever think about, is that people would leave. Dying is not the worst thing that can happen to you, friend. Dying without Jesus is the worst thing that could ever happen to anybody. And so, if you have not received him, oh, friend, don't wait another moment. This world's a dangerous place. People are leaving here every day. By the scores of thousands, people are dying somewhere on the planet. They say some almost 160,000 a day people die somewhere on the planet. Every, uh, every second, almost two people are leaving. Every second, two more. Two more just left. Two more just left. And before long, it's going to be two more. Lord Terry's is coming. Me and you are leaving here. And you, sh you don't have to be afraid to die if, if you know him. If you're born from above, and not only if you're born of Him do you leave here and, and go to be with the Lord, but while you're here, you're an overcomer if you're born of Him. Hallelujah. We don't know who's watching right now or who has or has not received Him, but friend, you can receive Him right now. Everybody either affirm or reaffirm your faith with me as I pray this. Say it out loud, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus, that he died on the cross, paid for all my sins, all my failures, all my mistakes. And I believe you have raised him from the dead. He's alive right now. King of kings, Lord of lords, soon to come again. Jesus, I receive you and all you have done for me. 
I believe you are the Christ, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Son of God. And I confess you as Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. Oh, hallelujah. Just lift your hands and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord by His blood. You are washed. You are cleansed. You are redeemed. This is how you are born of God. This is how you are born again, born from above. How your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. There is nothing better. There is nothing greater. Nothing, period, than to be saved. Hallelujah. And so then, when you know that you're born of God, know you're saved, you can live down here without fear. People say, what if I die? Well, at some point, the Lord tells is coming, you are going to die. You're going to leave here, but you don't have to be afraid. Because when you slip out of this body, you're going to depart and go to be with Christ, which is even far better than anything you had down here. Can you say amen? amen. Go with me, if you would, to Romans, the 10th chapter. Romans chapter 10, we're talking about being born of God, being an overcomer, and the thing that enables us to overcome is our faith. And Romans chapter 10 talks about this same thing. Verse 8 says, what says it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's what we just did. And that every one of us, if we were already born of him, it's because we did that sometime prior. And if you did that for the first time a moment ago, then it says you shall be saved. You are and you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. These are the two big components of faith. Believing in your heart and confessing or speaking with your mouth. God is called the Father of spirits. And He is spirit Himself. God is spirit. Scripture says, and He seeks those to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, the way God has always functioned is by uh, faith, by believing and speaking. We're told in Scripture that's how He created the earth. That's how He created our star, our sun. That's how He created uh, the mountains and, and the oceans and all the creatures in the sea and on the land and, and how He spoke into us human beings, the, the living spirit. God conceives things in himself, in his heart, if you will, and he believes it, and then he releases that power of belief and faith with his words, specifically chosen words that release the power of that vision and life and faith. And we're told to be imitators of God as dear children. What does that mean? Well, just like he functions and operates, he has called us and is teaching and training us to operate. How? 
believe, verse, verse 10, with the heart man believes under righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It matters, friend, what you believe and what you say. It is governing your life. Whether you think it is or not, and, and sometimes people say, oh, I don't believe in all that stuff. It don't work for me. It just did. You're saying you don't believe it works positively, and you say it doesn't work positively, so it's not working positively. But it is working negatively. When you learn the power of this, you will become much more guarded of what comes out of your mouth. You will watch more carefully the things that you say and your reactions. If you really believed that everything you said would happen, how would you talk? Would you make any changes? <laughs> huh? <laughs> if, if you, what if you said, you know, you got upset and you said, this is killing me. <laughs> Plump. <laughs> I can't, I just can't take it anymore. Well, these things are having an impact. And the more you believe in what you say, the more of an impact it has. And a lot of things people say, and they don't really mean it, they don't really believe it in the beginning, but after they say it for 10 years, they do. They get to the place where they do believe it. And the more you believe it and say it, the more it is shaping your life, your view, your uh, response and reaction. Uh, the Bible says, just like the rudder drives the, uh, steers the ship, just like the reins steer the horse, the tongue steers the life. You could call it the steering wheel of your life is what comes out of our mouth. So it's very important. And you know, if you think, well, I don't, I don't know if I believe all that. Don't just uh, say you, you, you disagree with me. What does this word say about it? Well, do a study on it. It's worth your time. Find out. There's a lot of good materials about this. But uh, life and death, the scripture said, is in the power of the tongue. Life and death. Does it matter what we say? How, how much does it matter? According to the Bible, it's life and death. Life and death. And it is, it is faith and it's, uh, you know, it takes the same effort. You're going to be saying something all the time instead of saying, nothing ever works for me. I, don't, I just don't understand. You know, I take one step forward and I get knocked back too. Uh, nobody likes me and, and I just don't understand. Uh, all of that is creating problems for you. It is setting you up for failure in the future. It is blocking grace. It is opening the door for chaos. And you could use that same breath and say, everything's working out for my good. <laughs> God is, is working, bringing good things to pass in my life. I have favor everywhere I go. And everywhere I go, I have victory. I call every need met. I call every bill paid. I call my body healed. Now, when you start talking like that, even church-going people will look at you and go, what? What? What are you doing? Oh, you're part of that confess it, possess it bunch, aren't you? <laughs> well, do you like possessing things? 
<laughs> You're part of that, you know, uh, claim it and frame it and blab it and grab it. Well, you can make fun, all, make fun all you want to, but who said if you'd believe it and not doubt, you'd have what you said it would come to pass? Jesus said that. Jesus said that. So you've got to watch who you're making fun of. No, what you say matters. Come on, say it out loud with me. What I say, what I say matters. matters. The words of my mouth, of my mouth are, shaping my future. are shaping my future. If we really believe that, we will change how we speak. Now he goes on to say in this, he said, uh, verse 13, Whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? They won't. They can't. How will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? They, they can't. They won't. How shall they hear without a preacher? They can't. How shall they preach except they be sent? They can't. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the good, excuse me, the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now here he's talking about the gospel. He was already talking about the gospel, about what Jesus has done, that is good news, and about if you'd believe and confess, you'd be saved, and whoever calls on him would be saved. Um, this is all good news and talking about what happens when people respond to the good news. And he says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. This is a definition of the gospel. What is the gospel? This word is used far too loosely in, in modern talk and vernacular. Uh, people say, well, that, that is the gospel truth. Uh, that's the gospel, you know, and it's too, just bantered around. But gospel is a significant New Testament word. What does it mean? Sometimes people might say, well, good news. That'd be correct, but uh, it's not just limited to that word. You'll see another word that's used here, the word report. In verse 16, he says, they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now the word hearing in verse 17 is the same word as translated report. Don't you find that interesting? It actually can read, Young's literal translation reads like this, faith comes by the report and the report by the word of God. And here we see a quote from Isaiah who has believed our report? Now, we looked at this back, I guess it was last week sometime, Isaiah 53, 1. And it says, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Now, the arm of the Lord is a term describing the power of God. And I could say the, the mighty power of God. The Bible talks about the finger of God. It talks about the hand of God. But here we're talking about what? The, the whole arm. <laughs> now, finger power of God is a lot of power. Hand, the hand of God, 
come in on a situation, massive power. But the arm of God, I mean, when God does this <laughs> and flexes his, his arm, uh, what, what would that involve? Uh, now, uh, Jesus said when they accused him of casting out spirits by Beelzebub, he said, if I cast, out, cast them out by the finger of God, and he went on to say other things, but he was saying when he's driving out evil spirits out of people that's causing physical and mental problems in their life, it only required a manifestation of finger power, not hand power, certainly not arm power, just finger power. Uh, these spirits would act up. Remember, sometimes they'd even cry out in the temple and said, we know you, who you are. Have you come to torment us before the time? He'd say, shut up and leave them. And the Holy Spirit would go. <laughs> and out they would go. No, no wrestling, no fighting. The power of God didn't, didn't approach and the spirits, you know, say, okay, we're going to slug it out and, and go into a, a three-hour, uh-uh, no. No, that's why when you genuinely resist the devil, what does he do? He flees. Why? He can't do anything with the real power of God except run away from it. And so when you quit playing around and you really get in faith and you really mean business and you really use your authority in the name of Jesus, they run. That's it. They run to get away because they cannot deal with that power, even finger power. They cannot deal with. But what does it mean, the arm of God? Well, the Bible said in Ephesians that uh, when Jesus was raised, when God the Father raised him from the dead, it was the exceeding greatness of his power. That was the arm, or if you will, both arms of God. You know, he, Lazarus was raised from the dead. It really took all that power to raise Jesus from the dead? Yeah, because it wasn't just one body being raised. When he was raised, everybody who would ever believe on him was raised. Hallelujah. And that took the power of God. That took, that's resurrection power for everybody. All of the millions that will ever believe through every generation. And so the, the exceeding greatness and the mighty power of God is beyond what we fully understand. But who gets to experience the arm of God? Those who believe the report. Not those who reject the report, those who believe the report. How does faith come? It comes by the report. And the report by the hearing of God, what God said. And what, it, what is the report? It's the good news. The glad tidings of the good things that God has done for us and bought for us and given us all in Jesus. Somebody say, I believe the report. I believe the report of all he's done. And to me, the arm of the Lord is revealed. Hallelujah. And our time's up today. Come back tomorrow. There's a whole lot more to see. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got no
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.